Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. I had rather be Mercury, the smallest among seven revolving around the sun, than the first of five revolving around Saturn. Welcome to Celestial Bodies Mercury, the 127th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 18th century writer Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meet. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. And I think it's von Goethe. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So Housekeeping. We have uh, five new patrons. Ooh. So we have... Four new hunters. Welcome, hunters. They mm-hmm. are Morgan King, Martha Kirby Capo, Jen Hutt, and Studio Prey. And we have one new leopard oh. of Chris Mickelson. Well, welcome to our leopard. And hi, Martha. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> and reminder that hunters can participate with us live in the Discord when we record on Sundays at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And leopards can watch us live on Sundays right at 7 p.m. And they get vocals. They get to spy. There's and, four of them in there right now. And it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, while we hold our phones and look at our notes. Yes. <laughs> while we don't engage with the camera at all, except when I look up, notice that my hair is doing oh, something stupid oh, and trying to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> or every now and then I think I really probably should acknowledge that there are people. Wave in, at the camera. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. This resisted the urge to wave back. Auntie M did not. Damn it, I just waved back. Oh my gosh. You have another podcast? I do a Zoom call. Right. Every Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's your hangout? Yep, and we had like a dozen people in there this week. Nice. And this week we ended up basically spending the majority of the time looking at Grimfrost.com. Yes. Celtic something else.com that were all stuff where you can get jewelry and yeah. clothes yeah. and that kind of stuff. Piggy I'm pretty sure that Sarenth and um, Streaking Fate and uh, several other people probably just spent way too much money. <laughs> so That's one of the perils of looking at those shops. Oh, and I want to answer Swan. No, you do not need to be on camera to participate in the Zoom call. Nope. You can put up just a mm-hmm. picture or just a, have a blank screen. You just yep. don't have to. Yeah, in- you just deactivate yeah, your camera. just deactivate yep. the camera. Yep. You do not have to have anything but audio yep. If, yep. if you choose. And Car, you also do another podcast? Oh, I do. Yes, I do another podcast called Three Pagans on Tap. Mm-hmm. Um, with Saranth Odinson and Malik Odinson. Mm-hmm. All the Odinsons. All the Odinsons. Yeah. And then last, last <laughs> uh-huh. week we had Finn Odinson on <laughs> for an All the Odinsons episode. Triple Odinson. Yeah. It's kind of a trinity of Odinsons. <laughs> and we talk about alcohol and how it affects our Your practices. practices and that kind of stuff. It's becoming more loose than it used to be. It used to be very regimented. Structured. And we decided we didn't fucking care that much. Yeah, Finn says, so. and I quote, I was drunk as fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> a triquetra there, of Odin. There we yes. go. Yeah. Yes, a triquetra. That's perfect. <laughs> it's an absolute blast. The next one is not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that. The upcoming one. So, yep. so it's every other Tuesday. Every other Tuesday. That's <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. We are going to be doing on t- this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the 19th. Mm-hmm. That is correct. We are going to be doing a ritual here at, on the Discord. Yes. And it will also be on vocal. Yep. Yes. And I'll open up vocal for and everybody. We'll, and we'll open it's up the for Discord. Everybody, the Discord and vocal. We are going to be doing a ritual of protection for the inauguration. Yep. Yes. Which is highly needed right now because people are idiots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, go listen to the last episode if you want to hear more details <laughs> about that. That's right. <laughs> uh, Swan asked, do we need to get supplies for the writ? Uh, probably candles. Probably. I would say definitely get candles. We we still need to we sit still need down to write it. and write it. But yeah, I would definitely say... The thing, the great thing with magic is you can always do substitutions. If you don't have real candles, you can literally just put like a, you can get little apps that have a candle flame on them and put that on your phone and that'll work. I always include rosemary and lavender in the work that I do. So if you have lasmary and rovender. Wow. (laughs) Because they wanted to connect. If you have those herbs. Hello, (laughs) Dictinus. If you want to con- uh, Let's burn a little bit of that rosemary. (laughs) If you would like to uh, use those herbs, those will most likely be used in the creation of the sacred space. Are we house kept? I think so. Yep. And? House swept. And? No, we're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I am too cautious of the Tolkien estate lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a good idea. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So... Today, we're continuing our Celestial Bodies series. That's right. Uh, with the planet closest to the sun, Mercury. That is correct. Little bitty Mercury. Little bitty baby Mercury. Baby Mercury. Very, is it? Very small planet. Is it considered the smallest or the next to smallest, it, depending on what you think of Pluto? It depends on what you think of Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> um, because if you don't think we of Pluto... We believe Pluto is a planet, we so do. we're going to say... We are a pro-Pluto podcast. Go Pluto! <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, we say Mercury is not the smallest, but the second smallest That's planet right. in the solar system. That yep. is And correct. the one closest to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and it is very bright, too, in the sky. So that's... Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of... We're going to start, as usual, with a lot of interesting science about Mercury. Science. There are a lot of cool facts about Mercury, but one of the most interesting, I think, is the fact that it's tidally locked in what's called a fixed... Three to two spin orbit resonance cycle. Ooh. Thank which, you, Dictinus. Which is a lot of <laughs> specific science language that means Mercury's year is 87.97 Earth days long. Right. Mm-hmm. So it cycles around the sun in approximately, approximately 88, days. 88 days. Yep. But because it's tidally locked in its very eccentric orbit... It only experiences one day, like, from the surface of Mercury, every two years. (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah. (laughs) So every two Mercury years, one Mercury day passes. It's time travel, people. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, so to put that into, like, Earth things. Uh Uh-huh. It's one day on the surface of Mercury is 176 Earth days. Yes. (laughs) But you get an entire year in 88 days. Yes. So the doctor would have a wonderful time on Mercury. On Mercury, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mercury is an absolute... You can spend a lot of time there. You can. (laughs) In one day. A lot of time and no time at all. (laughs) That's right. On Mercury. And... 
Did you know that every 13 years you can watch the sun rise, the sunset, and the sun rise within about an hour? Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. From the surface of Mercury. Yeah. It actually seems to go backwards in the sky. That's where we're going to get into Mercury retrograde. I've got a bunch of info on that, so let's not go there. That's actually a speed thing, not Mm -hmm. a... a, It's not not actually moving backwards. It's it's just the way that the rotation and the spin Mm -hmm. are locked. And then Mercury does have what's called an eccentric orbit rather than a circularly shaped orbit. It has a very strongly elliptical orbit. Mm -hmm. So it spins around the sun in like a long oval shape. A nice long oval shape. Part of the oval is closer to the sun, and part of the oval is very far from the sun. Yeah, correct. So it's called an eccentric orbit because it's ne- it's not equidistant from the sun at all times. Yep. It looks hinky. Yeah, it's very strange. It very can be s- as close as forty six million kilometers and as far as seventy million yeah. kilometers. It's really fascinating. And for actually. a while, they thought Mercury had been captured late in the development of the solar system. That it was. Not a planet per se, but like maybe a remnant of a collision on the orbit and just hadn't quite been pulled into the sun yet. Gotcha. And then it said, no, fuck you, I'm a planet. Exactly. Later (laughs) studies indicated that Mercury actually is is one of the earliest developed planets. So it's been Mm -hmm. part of the solar system. Very long time. A very, very long time. It just has a really weird orbit around the sun for for various science reasons. What would you call beings from Mercury. Mercurians? Mercurians, I think, yeah. Yeah. Who would be mercurial? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) So Mercury has no satellites. Um, It is just the planet. So no suns. No no moons. No moons. moons. It has the one sun. It has the one one sun. Yeah, (laughs) it's right there next to it. (laughs) But but no moons and no rings. No moons, no rings. No debris. Virtually no atmosphere. Right. Right. It's very geologically inactive. About 55% of Mercury is the core. No wonder those Mercurians are mercurial. (laughs) (laughs) Huge percentage of the planet is the core. That's unusual. Most cores are smaller than that. It pretty much is core. It's it's 55% core, yeah. It's It's, it's over half core. It's like those jawbreakers. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's so, it's extremely dense, right? Mm -hmm. It has a lot of... It has a, an extremely high iron content. It's mm. the second densest planet in the solar yeah. system. which is bananas when you think about its size right. and relative location. Yeah. Because it's about a third of the size of Earth. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really very, very small. Very tiny. Very small, very heavy planet. It's always interesting when you see the, you know, those diagrams of the various shapes according to size. Next to each other, Yeah. The relative sizes of them are bananas. It's a bitty thing. It's a little little bitty, heavy sphere. Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not true, because if you heat up a jawbreaker enough... It'll explode. It'll yeah, explode. That's true. So don't do that. And that, yeah. the, you know what? Could always happen to Mercury someday. That's true. true. Right. Yeah. It's very close to the sun. It is. And the temperature on Mercury ranges hugely. So because it has almost no atmosphere, at the poles where it's coldest, where they have actually found frozen water. Yep. It's at usually a negative 180 degrees Kelvin, sort of consistently. Yep. But at the equator of Mercury, it ranges, depending on where it is in its spin cycle, (laughs) it ranges from 100 to 700 Kelvin. Wow. And let me just say, Finn... Do not put a jawbreaker in the microwave right now. No, just, yeah, that's just bad. Don't. And then Justin said Mercury was the first to incorporate. Very funny. <laughs> ha ha, Justin. Yes. I just want to say that Mercury is as dense as it is because of the heavy metals. 
It's absolutely true. That's true. Which are in its very large core. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Scoobus added spin cycle. Is it in a wa- is it a washing machine? <laughs> spin cycle makes it sound like a setting on a washer. It does. <laughs> yep. All right. So so that's the science I brought. Guys. Oh wait, that's it. That's I I kept it short this time for the science. So so give me your science. But I like the science. Did you know that Mercury's not the hottest planet? What's the hottest planet? Venus. Uh huh. Venus actually is hotter than Mercury's. And that's the second hottest planet. Has an atmosphere, atmosphere that, is that traps the heat. Yep. Whereas Mercury does not. Correct. Mercury's atmosphere is actually regenerated every day. Yeah, it's that as thin. It di- as it dissipates, it's being regenerated. So it does, quote unquote, it have an atmosphere. It technically has an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hang around. Yeah, that's right. It's it, like it fucks it, off like it Finn. It burns off. Now, these aren't technically science facts, but. It is, um, because of its placement with the sun, it is one of the brightest planets in the sky yes. that we can see with the naked eye in the early morning, at twilight, and in the evening. And for this reason, it was often historically thought to be two separate stars, mm-hmm. the morning and evening stars. That is correct. And they also, the Babylonians, called Mercury Nabu, yes. messenger which, of God. Which which was a Babylonian deity. And uh, the Greeks called Mercury Stilbun. The gleaming, because mm-hmm. it's shown, it very, was shown very shiny. so bright. Mercury was Roman, Greek is Hermes. The Greeks also called the morning Mercury Apollo, and yes. they called the evening Mercury Hermes. Yes, because they thought it was they two thought it stars. were two two different stars. So we have no idea who discovered Mercury because no. it predates the first mention of it, which was in three thousand BC by the Sumerians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some astronomer pre-Sumeria discovered right. Mercury. It was written about there as something that was already known. Right. So it was they, known. They were saying, we've discovered this. They were saying, you know that thing we all know about. The only other thing that I have that I think is really cool mm-hmm. is that every 16 years, mm-hmm. Mercury passes in front of the sun. Mm-hmm. And normally, when something passes in front of the sun and blocks it from us, it's a uh, we, eclipse. We, we get an eclipse. Right. Mm-hmm. Solar eclipse. But Mercury is so small. <laughs> we don't get it. Just an looks like it just looks like a sunspot. For <laughs> Mercury. Uh, but the next time will be 2032. The last yeah. one was 2016. Yeah. So. People don't notice. <laughs> it doesn't get big announcements. It just happens, and That's everyone's right. like, did it get dimmer for a second? <laughs> poor, poor little Mercury. It doesn't get any respect. But Rabbit just said, I may be 139 on Mercury, but I'm only 17 on Mars. <laughs> Thanks to our tiger Solanox for introducing us to Weavers of the Web, an interfaith pagan ATC, that's Aquarian Tabernacle Church, organization based in Lansing, Michigan. Weavers of the Web is a public Wiccan church that aims to be family-friendly, supportive, and informative, with a goal of ensuring that no one ever need be alone in their spiritual needs. Weavers is currently raising funds for the down payment on our property, which would allow them to expand their current network of resources. During social distancing, you can find them online at weaversoftheweb.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash weaversatc. Weavers is also holding regular Zoom meetings, online rituals, and Discord discussions during this time. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus indeed. You didn't indeed. even stumble over that need for spiritual needs stuff, which nah, is always yeah. so difficult to say. Yeah, you know. That was great. <laughs> that guy might be the best read that commercial's ever gotten. We should just <laughs> clip that one out. and Use it forever. <laughs> Maybe this is what I'll do, is I'll just do really good reads for the next month, and then I'll never <laughs> have to read them again. You can just insert them in. See, that's not going to work for the ones where I recommend different things each time. That is completely not my fault. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. You can just put your voice in. Mercury in retrograde. Yeah. So this happens, you, you know, three or four times a year. I was going to say, you know how everyone keeps saying, you know, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. That's why this is happening. Why is Mercury always in retrograde? It's because it's very close to the sun. That's right. And Mercury in retrograde happens three to four times a year. Mm-hmm. And it essentially lasts about three weeks every time it occurs. Okay. Explain what a retrograde is. Okay. A retrograde is when a planet appears as observed from the Earth to reverse its direction. This happens due to an optical illusion caused by differences in the orbit. And that has to do with what you were talking about. The elliptical orbit. The elliptical orbit. So that is what makes it the illusion Mm -hmm. that it is going spinning backwards that is spinning backwards it's not it's not really nothing's actually changing in the the nature of the cosmos that's right but because astrology is based on human perception Mm -hmm. and not on actual movements of planets as registered through scientific measures uh, measures it is considered to be in retrograde and because mercury mercury uh, and gatorade says it when we dark so i mean the reason mercury retrograde is considered unlucky and has become a very popular scapegoat for uh, everything for all bad is because normally in in planetary magic and in astrology, in astrology yeah. it is you know communication information networking travel trade merchants and commerce um, and so even the, physical dexterity yeah even physical dexterity so rules over these things or can have influence over these things so you in normal times right. you would you would you benefit from you benefit from working with mercury in all of these areas. Well, when it is in retrograde, that, that stuff gets stopped up. It all gets stopped up and you think there, you know, if there's miscommunication, misunderstandings, scheduling problems, disagreements, if you keep dropping shit, getting lost, struggling to communicate, um, misplacing items, and just a general sense of unluckiness, people generally attribute it to Mercury retrograde. Yeah. And it's become this it's really famous scapegoat. scapegoat. Anything goes wrong in your life, your your first thought is, I should check whether Mercury's in retrograde. Mm-hmm. In fact, Even if you're not an astrologer. Yeah, huh? because yep. it's going to be constantly. Exactly. And um, now, because astrology is a thing and magic right. is a thing, you know, people have made these correlations. And sometimes we do see these correlations in, in lives. I think calling Mercury retrograde, like, unlucky mm-hmm. is a misattribution of the situation. I agree. Right? So... What what Mercury being in retrograde actually astrologically just means mm-hmm. is that the things Mercury rules over are not in prominence right mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. focus on other things. That's right. Don't try to push through Mercury subjects when Mercury is in retrograde. It's sort of like the the, the dark moon, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing wrong with the dark moon. You just do different stuff on the dark moon than you do dur- during a full moon. So if people would just like reframe how they think about Mercury mm-hmm. retrograde, they wouldn't have so much issues. I think people are, like, creating their own bad fortune by trying to... By freaking out when Mercury's exactly. in Exactly. They create Re- self-fulfilling they, prophecies. They, yeah, they either create self-fulfilling prophecies or they do something like light a candle or do perform some kind of magic to counteract what they feel is happening during that time. Right. Saying, I don't think that's productive. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's I think it's way more productive to just like go with the energy of the time. Uh, Rhiannon Gray says, "Yeah, there's a lot more going on up there than just Mercury. People focus on it too much when they should look at everything." Oh, else that is the too. truth. Absolutely, that true. is the truth. I cannot. For tell some you. reason, Mercury has become 
the big deal, I guess just because Mercury's in retrograde so often, it's become this this big deal that people are constantly talking about. <laughs> I feel like... Even though it is one of the smallest planets yeah. in the solar system. I feel like every other time I walk into a magic shop, I hear somebody go, oh, no, uh, Mercury's, Mercury's in retrograde. retrograde. I can't get <laughs> anything done. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I'm like, is it again? I know, right? <laughs> are you sure? Are you I sure? feel like it was just in retrograde. Just, yeah, I thought that just happened. Is it just always in retrograde? <laughs> If you don't pay close attention to the planets, it feels like Mercury's just always and in retrograde. to be fair, to be honest, the three of us are not heavy into astrology. We mm-hmm. know just enough to, to be into trouble. Yeah. To be trouble <laughs> and dangerous. I think the people who really follow astrology, mm-hmm. like really closely... They know better. Yeah, I think those people don't freak out as much. I think mm-hmm. it's the people like us who know just enough <laughs> to, be to know that it's supposed to be a problem Yeah, who freak themselves out about Mercury and retrograde. I, I think it's also a lot of people... You see a lot of this, I've noticed, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, mm-hmm. on any of the social media, and it's usually in a meme. So I think people see these memes, and that's about where most of their information is mm-hmm. coming from. Rather than going in and studying and like as you say, going okay, so so this, the retrograde. energy of the time is shifted, yeah. so I so, should do this instead of that. Yeah, just focus on something else. I have not personally found difficulty in our in our lives or in my <laughs> life or anything unusual happening during those three to four times a year that Mercury's in retrograde. I wouldn't know because I don't never know when it yeah. is. Yeah. I usually like... I usually find out after the fact. Yeah. yeah. I'm. We're either in the middle and I'm like, okay. Or right. it's after the fact and I'm like, oh. Oh, huh. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And then like if I think back about it, I'll be like, yeah, I guess I like was like I didn't write as much or I was less communicative mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. like it's not a big deal. I just agree with Ode that it is counterproductive to focus on them. Yeah. To the degree that any little thing that comes up is automatically blamed on Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really easy to blame something else. And exactly. And yourself. that's the that's exactly. <laughs> and I think that's the other thing is if if people can and do blame everything mm-hmm. on everything that goes wrong in their life on Mercury being in retrograde, then they're not examining what the actual problem was. It's uh, like Finn says, everyone blames the little guy. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like... And scapegoat is really, we used that word earlier, and it's really the right word for it, because it's not actually, like, a scapegoat is something where it's it's not actually the goat's fault. Right. I, I think it's honestly, I think Mercury retrograde, this may not have always been the case in the past. This is really, according to the articles I've read, it's really something that's kind of grown since 2009, but I think it has kind of become the astrological equivalent of the devil made me do it. (laughs) Mercury was in retrograde. I didn't mean those things I said. Mercury was in retrograde. You can't be mad at me. Mercury was in retrograde. (laughs) Or or we had a fight. It's because Mercury was in retrograde. I lost this important object. Mercury was in retrograde. (laughs) Seriously, I really do. I think it has become a little bit of of that for people. Uh Simply because, because of social media, memes, and more and more people becoming involved in astrology, yeah. but not like but in the casually, way, casually, not like, the Evo Dominguez like deep understanding way, but right. more but the us, less like us casual awareness. Maybe way. even a little lower. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> 
the the every now and again horoscopes. Yes, and, yes. and never listens to Evo Dominguez explain right. that there are depths to astrology. I, I really do think it's those people who they they get their info from the memes. They mm-hmm. read their daily horoscope. They somebody somebody ne- mentioned mentioned retrograde to them one and time, and then it's unlucky, and they're like, oh shit, right. you know. <laughs> and then it keeps happening, and they're like, why? It's like, well, science. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it just happens. Because that's how, just how retrogrades that's are. That's how retrogrades are. But it is, in fact, an illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that will help some people who really freak out about Mercury Mercury's, retrograde. To know that Mercury's not actually going backwards It's not actually physically. going back, backwards physically. Right. It just appears that way. It just mm-hmm. appears that way. And if your energy is flagging or you're having a little difficulty during a retrograde, mm-hmm. try focusing on something else. Mm-hmm. I think where people run into trouble with that, if they are feeling that sort of retrograde energy or whatever, Mm -hmm. is in trying to just, like, muscle through it. Mm -hmm. And that might work for some people, Mm -hmm. but something I've learned through mental illness is that sometimes trying to muscle through it is not effective and it's much better to find a way around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But getting back to, what's the opposite of retrograde? Forward grade? I have no idea. (laughs) Grade? Standard? Standard? Would grade? Yeah, grade. I guess yeah. it's grade. grade. Getting grade. back to grade of Mercury? <laughs> <laughs> direct. 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 Thank you all astrology people. As we told you, yeah. we're not astrology people. So getting back to direct Mercury, something else that I think is interesting. So Chinese astrology and Western astrology are very different, focused on completely, in, in completely different ways. They have completely different systems and styles, different zodiacs, everything. But in Chinese astrology... Mercury is considered a water planet, so it's associated with the element of water in their five-element system, which associates it still with communication, intelligence, and elegance, which I thought was an interesting correlation because we, I think, associate Mercury the planet with communication and Mm -hmm. rationality and writing and messages and travel and all those Mercury the god things because... It's been named after messenger gods mm-hmm. since the Babylonians. So I think it's really interesting that the, the Chinese astrological system also attributes those qualities to the planet of Mercury, mm-hmm. even without those associations. Yeah. Oh, and also Wednesday is, um, is Mercury's day. Yes. This is a fun, interesting Wednesday, the day. The, yeah, the Wednesday, the day. Wednesday, the day. Okay, got <laughs> is, it. Wednesday. The day of the week is called that. Through Wotan, which is um, another form or iteration of Othan. <laughs> no. Not Wednesday Adams. Adams. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Ben. Wednesday. For that clarification. Wednesday, the, and the unit of time. <laughs> uh, so it's named for, for Wotan or Othan. And a fun sort of correlation between Mercury being associated with Wednesday and Othan being associated with Wednesday is that the Romans talked about this before they had this thing religio romana where every time they encountered a new pantheon mm-hmm. they would correlate all the gods in that pantheon to the gods in their pantheon and if there were some extras maybe they'd fuse a couple together or yes. they'd add a few more to theirs or whatever you know the, the romans Hermes exactly and, Mer- and mercury uh the romans were very syncretic mm-hmm. but when they encountered the norse pantheon were they like what the fuck they, they took a look <laughs> at those gods and usually, the head god in a pantheon, they would attribute to Zeus. Right. For the obvious reasons, because mm-hmm. that's sort of the head of their pantheon. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, what's his name in, in Roman? Jupiter. Jupiter. To Jupiter. But with Odin, 
even though he's the head of his pantheon, he's sort of a weird head of pantheon. <laughs> so instead, they attributed him to Mercury. Mm-hmm. So there's this this fun connection between this Mercury, and- the god, and the planet, and the day of the week, and Odin, and also Odin and Mercury. I don't know. I just think that's a fun little web. <laughs> what about the element? The elements of Mercury, yeah, go, go ahead have, and talk about the element of Mercury. Well, I just have the the, al- the alchemical sign. I don't know oh, okay. that much about it, so you can... I just think it's a cool alchemy sign. Okay, oh, well, describe the alchemy sign. Well, at the top, you have a crescent moon, and uh, then you have a circle, and then you have basically a cross at, a bo- at the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're all attached together. Let me see. But in fact, we have something similar to this downstairs inscribed by someone yeah. on our ductwork. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. also has like a another little looks like a knife to me <laughs> on uh, you know, on one of the parts of the cross. Yeah, but and that's we, essentially we didn't, it. we didn't we didn't read that. No, that was actually, there when we moved in. <laughs> we, yeah. we found it and we we're like, okay. All right, we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. <laughs> that seems fine. It was actually hidden underneath a, it was. Uh, a magnetic yeah. sign. A magnetic sign. Yeah. yeah. It was it's, it's it's really fun. We removed that and we were like, someone wrote a sigil on our deck work. All right. Yep, I guess we'll a, leave it there. It doesn't seem to be hurting anything. No, no, no. We've never actually had anything but positive Mm-mm. vibes from from this from place. The house, from, from the, the house. basement yep. where the ductwork is. So yeah, we just leave it. And we found it when we were cleaning, and mm-hmm. it was like, what is this? And in fact, I think I, I showed a picture of it in uh, the group, and they said, oh, that's Mercury. <laughs> with a little bit of a... a little extra. Alter- with an alteration. Yeah. So we don't know who did that, but nope. thanks to whoever that was, I guess. Yeah. It's actually a really interesting sign, and um, it's something that you can use when you are creating spells or doing something that and working with Mercury. Mm-hmm. You can include this alchemical sign. Mercury, the element... Used to be called hydrargem. Hydrargem, yes. Yes. What a word. Uh, Which is why its symbol is HG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the <laughs> in the elemental table. Yep. It's sometimes also called quicksilver because of how it looks. Mm-hmm. So mercury actually becomes liquid, melts, mm-hmm. uh, sort of just above room temperature. Room temperature. Yeah. It's, it's metallic, but not a solid. I mean, it can be a solid, but not at like a basic room temperature. At that point, it's a liquid. It's a very strange metal. It's Terminator 2. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Terminator 2 Terminator was made out of uh, essentially mercury. Yes. Yes. Had that kind of flowy silver mercury. uh, They used to to put it in um, thermometers. Yes. Because it's it can be used to measure temperature, temperature. because mm-hmm. it changes form at different temperatures. Yep. Until they um, learned that it is very very toxic. Very toxic, as yeah. Justin has said, it makes you as bad as a hatter. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> ingest. Do not ingest mercury. mercury. It's bad for you. This is why they stopped using it uh, so in liberally a, in a lot of things. Yeah, it, was in a it lot used to be in things. a lot of shit. The Victorians used mercury as a as a as makeup. As yep. makeup. Yeah, they actually included it in their makeup. Yeah, it, it, they yeah. used it in all sorts Which of things. Which explains why some Victorian literature is it's fucking nuts. Yeah. So nuts, yeah. 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 yeah Don't so, be like the Victorians. So mercury poisoning can result from exposure to water-soluble forms of mercury in a lot of, or was in, right. uh, a, a lot of stuff like thermometers and barometers and... If you're interested, I don't remember the name, but there is a documentary about the Victorians and their use of mercury. So go Google it somewhere. Yeah. uh, You can also inhale mercury vapor because it's a liquid. If you then heat that liquid, 
it puts off a vapor, which, which is, is also poisonous. Which mm-hmm. is why they tell you not to inhale the fumes from fluorescent lighting. Yes. Because it actually has mercury there's, gas there's in There's mercury yep. gas in fluorescent, fluorescent lights. Tubes. Yep. So, yeah. Although, I used to run around the 5-1 having lightsaber battles with, with fluorescent, fluorescent tubes. tubes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we made bad choices. Unique <laughs> H is saying that mercury was more medicine than in makeup. Arsenic was used more in cosmetics. Arsenic was used in cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Mercury was used to a lesser degree in mm-hmm. some cosmetics. It was, yes, also used as a medication. A lot of bad chemicals were used as medications so many back bad in the medica- day. Medications back yep. then. But you don't want mercury poisoning. That's what we're getting at. Yeah. No. Mercury was has also been found in Egyptian tombs. It was used in cosmetics back then. Mm-hmm. Basically. Because it's a it's a silver liquid, everyone just assu- cool. it looks cool. Everyone just assumed it was magic. That's right. <laughs> Which it kind of is that alchemical symbol because alchemists mm-hmm. used were it really into mercury. They were totally yeah. into mercury. They used um, it in a lot of things. Yeah, that they it, was, were, it was a base for doing. a lot of potions mm-hmm. and experiments because it had that ex- it has that extremely low melting point so mm-hmm. it was really really easy to work with yeah i need to learn more about the alchemists and what they did they they were actually very very interesting they were our early scientists yep you know and uh, so there's a lot that doing we their best yeah doing their best there's a lot of things we wouldn't know today if it wasn't for the work that the alchemists did yeah as dangerous as it was <laughs> so mercury has a freezing point of minus 38 celsius mm-hmm and a boiling point of 356 Celsius. Damn. The liquid form of mercury wasn't actually what was used in most cosmetics in ancient Rome and ancient Egypt. It was actually cinnabar, which is mercury sulfide. Yeah. It has a lot of mercury locked up in it. Yeah. I like, so they I like, would grind cinnabar, turn it into cosmetics, and get mercury poisoning. I like Rabbit's description. Shiny danger liquid. Sh- shiny danger I liquid, I think we yes. should call it shiny danger liquid from now on. <laughs> I love that. I'm not going to do like an ode stone corner about Mercury right now. <laughs> even, You're not? Even though, no, because it's, it's not the end of the month. But maybe I'll do that next week, um, <laughs> even though it is very cool. Mercury is. that that, And I do think it's because it is a shiny danger it's, liquid. It's a shiny danger liquid. It's very, it has a lot of this, a, a lot of similar qualities to the planet Mercury and to the god Mercury. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably why it has the name Mercury now oh. and is no longer hydrogium. Did you do any info looking into of Mercury the god? Because I forgot. <laughs> I was like looking planetary magic, herbs and flowers associations, but I didn't even think to look into the gods yeah, uh, so, that so, are associated. So Mercury uh, slash Hermes, sometimes mm-hmm. known as the fleet-footed god, is like Nabu, the Babylonian god, who was the name of the uh, of the planet, is also a messenger of the gods, mm-hmm. is a... Psychopop, so um, guides the dead. He oh, works with so he works closely with that's Hakati. True. That's true. Um, you think I would know about Hermes? I I tend to focus more on Hakati mm-hmm. than on Hermes. I should probably do that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Hermes works pretty closely with Hakati. They work together, yes. In uh, in ferrying the dead to the appropriate lands. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you would not think of Mercury as a Chthonic deity, but yeah. he is. He is. Yep, he is. Has sort of a trickster energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe uh, that's kind of the the Wotan. Connection yes. To so that the, so and both guiding. Both guiding yeah. the dead. So so uh, Wotan and and Hermes slash Mercury both have that psychopomp responsibility among mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Um, both trickstery can both kind of be assholes occasionally. <laughs> both very uh, eloquent. Mm, well, 
Yeah. Communication. Yep, communication. They know how to speak. Mercury is the god of financial gain, commerce, right. eloquence. And you do, that's another thing with uh, Chthonic deities is you see them associated a lot with mm-hmm. wealth. Yep, yeah. communication, including divination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Travelers, boundaries, luck. And I think thieves. Trickery and thieves. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So interesting because merchants and, and thieves. thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you could have two people petitioning <laughs> Hermes for very different cross purposes. Mercury. Cross purposes. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. I don't I don't follow that pantheon. Yeah. So everything I know about Hermes and Mercury is sort of Finn says so could Dictinus be associated with Mercury through eloquence. That's yes. what we believe. Yeah. And, and, and I talked about this. Yeah. We we talked about this before. We're not sure if Dictinus. I, I don't think Dictinus is Hermes no, or Mercury. We think maybe but, a but there's a, associated. Yeah, there's a, a similar energy, and um, Rhiannon Grace says they're buds, I think. And yeah, I think mm-hmm. they would, uh, at the very least, get along. Yes, and as we've noted tonight with my tongue twisters, <laughs> can also be very trickstery. Uh-huh, yeah, gotta keep offering that rosemary. And, and has a good <laughs> sense of humor. Speaking of... Oh, yes, yeah. Visit the Birmingham Violin Studio, where our tiger, Kirsten Gill, gives... Wow. <laughs> Hail Dictinus. Gibbs. I don't know. Gibbs ain't not fucking written in that script anyway. <laughs> nope. That's <laughs> nope. not, not fucking written there. Nothing. You know, it's because I wanted to reuse them. Now I'm going to fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> this is Dictinus song you know. You yeah, to, exactly. You, you have, have to, to live you, read them, damn it. You have it. to hail, offer, and read every time. <sighs> That's right. Visit Birmingham Violin Studio where Tiger Kirsten Gill has been giving... <laughs> where the fuck is the word giving in this? It doesn't say it anywhere. It's not in the previous one. It's not in this one. I really think you should keep this one. It's fucking not there. Jesus. <sighs> Mary and Joseph. Fuck them all. Hail to this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Visit the Birmingham. <laughs> Stop laughing. I can't help it. <laughs> okay. All right, right we are taking a minute. I'll let them compose themselves. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. The funny thing was watching me do this in radio studios because I'm completely like closed off. Uh huh. But there's windows, so you can't <laughs> hear you, what anybody's saying. But you can saying, see but, them but, cracking up. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! See like papers fly and all kinds of shit. Uh, oh, let's go for what is this? Try number three or four? I've lost count. Uh, three, three. <laughs> okay. Give the Birmingham. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Visit Birmingham Violin Studio, where our Tiger Kirsten Gill has been teaching violin for ages seven and up for over twenty years. Kristen tailors each lesson specifically to the students since all people are unique individuals with their own learning style, rather than teaching from a single method or book. Kristen has a Master of Music in Violin Performance and has played professionally with Orchestra Iowa, the Florida Grand Opera, Palm Beach Symphony, the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra, as well as Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Beach Boys, and a pre-American idol Kelly Clarkson. Due to social distancing, the Birmingham Violin Studio has pivoted to providing online instruction. And Kirsten is offering listeners of Three Pagans and a Cat their first two lessons free when they sign up for two months of lessons. There we go. There we go. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. And I'm loving the, the comments The comments, here. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, have, I can't see those because... Yeah, Finn 
is like, take four in action. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck that. Brandon Grace says the moniker Lord of Flubs should be added to, to Dick Tennis's repertoire. Oh, yes, yes. His trickster uh, repertoire. And, uh, and earlier, Rhiannon said, I just fully pictured Dick Tennis, Hermes, and Apollo doing the sickest three-way high five. <laughs> Hints like Mercury and retrograde. <laughs> if you want to work with Mercury, obviously one of the best days. So to the work. god, not the or the planet either, or, or either. the planet. Okay, but not the uh, yeah. These element. are these are yes. yeah. Not yeah. The, not don't the work directly with Quicksilver. Yes, let's <laughs> let's make sure that we definitely yeah. do not go acquire elemental Mercury. No. That is a no-no. Disambiguation between planet, god, and element. Leave the element alone. Let science deal with that, and you just admire it from a safe distance. If you want to use the symbol in a sigil. Yes, you can use the alchemical symbol. That's okay. The alchemical Wait a second, symbol. the symbol in a sigil? Yes! <laughs> strident. <laughs> Very strident. Brandon, doesn't matter if it's pretty. There's other pretty things. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, so if you want to do magic with Mercury, whether it's the deity or the planet, mm-hmm. obviously Wednesday is a good day to right. choose to do the work. If you are one who uh, likes to plan ahead to do, if you, you know, schedule your magic, mm-hmm. which I'm very bad at. <laughs> Same. But you can also use herbs and flowers such as almond, alyssum, anise, crocus, fennel, hazel, heather, honeysuckle, lavender, marjoram, Mulline, parsley, pelargonium, southern wood. I'm noticing a lot of yellow flowers. Yes, and that's because the colors associated with Mercury mm-hmm. are yellow, violet, and orange because it's a bright planet right next to or as close to the sun Very as close you can to the get. Sun. The other thing I'm guessing is some people associate intellect. And communication with mm-hmm. the element of air. Mm-hmm, which I do. Which is associated with the color yellow. Yes, exactly. In Western magical tradition. Additional symbols include wings, mm-hmm. feathers, reflective surfaces, Ooh. which makes sense. Shiny things, yep. Shiny for, things. So you can have your You can have a things. mirror instead of the quicksilver. Yes. Right. Have a mirror, something that's reflective, yes. but not the dangerous. No hydrogen. Shiny liquid. Yeah. We do not use shiny danger liquid. Have a mirror to stand in for the shiny danger liquid. That's correct. Those did used to be coated with, backed with mercury. They don't do that anymore. That's right. And I believe if you uh, create an altar to the deity, you can use uh, symbols such as skeleton keys, which makes sense because keys are an associated symbol with Hakati. Right. So So, it makes sense. So Mercury would also have have a vibe with keys. Yep, exactly. Because, you know. And also thieves. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Lockpicks. Get lockpicks. Lockpicks. And that's the other thing. Items of communication, Mm. but also things that, that are about opening and closing doors. Opening ways. Opening ways. And uh, some offerings, which I thought was interesting, include coffee, candy, cigarettes, things that are stimulating and... And that I can definitely see Mercury vibing with. Mm -hmm. Additional, some alcohols, sweet alcohols. Okay. Uh, Coins, which makes sense because, you know... The wealth, the the wealth, the the commerce. If you want to... I like the thieves thing. I I keep thinking back to our uh, episode where we talked about the Hand of Glory. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Reference the Hand of Glory. 
Yeah. It's very interesting. I don't remember what episode that was. I don't either Ages off the ago. top of my head. But I think it was I, the first year. I think it was magic. No, it was like last year. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember. Ancient magic or ancient spells or something. No, that could be. Anyway. Um, okay. Also, something that you can do to honor Mercury, the deity, is yeah. to volunteer on Wednesdays. Mm. Anything to do with communication, especially dealing with children. Mm. Like reading to children in a library. Well, that'd be cool, yeah. That kind of Vol- stuff. Library work in general, yeah, mm-hmm. that seems like that yep. would be good. Yep. And associated with, with Mercury and Toth, who's also associated with Mercury. Yes, yes. Somebody was mentioning that yep. earlier that Toth is also. And then Justin says, change the periodic table symbol to T1000. Yeah, there we go. I could remember. I could not remember what the name of that Terminator was. T1000. Thank yes. you, Justin. Yes. And then people will know Shiny Danger Liquid. Shiny danger liquid. Can't get much more dangerous than a Terminator. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although he didn't poison anyone in that film, which seems like a, a missed opportunity. Well, maybe it he was wasn't, a missed opportunity. Maybe he wasn't actually made of mercury. Well, I guess. But, but he, he looked, looked like, like it. he's made of mercury. Well, yes. <laughs> but That's our whole point. But didn't they destroy him by dropping in That's, a vat of molten stuff? Yes. I yes, guarantee yes, you yes, that indeed. molten stuff probably wasn't hot enough. I don't well, know. It was enough to melt. You know, it was a steel rendering yeah. place. Right. Uh, what's, what's the melting point of steel? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's going to look. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. It says Mercury in suspension. Oh, Justin is saying steel is in, in the, the thousands. thousands. Okay. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's yep, definitely, yep. Hot definitely hot enough to, hot to enough. boil the mercury. Yeah. I go with that, that the T-1000 was made out of liquid danger. Shiny danger Shiny liquid. Shiny danger liquid. And, and yeah. was melted and rendered into steel beams, which seems like... Mm-hmm. Could also be a problem in the far future. I would think so. But, you know, they didn't plan ahead for this. No. <laughs> it was it was a spur of the moment assassination. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, oh, do, we, do we have anything else we want to cover? I don't theory? think so. I, I think we've covered pretty much everything. I think it would be interesting to work with, with Mercury. Mm-hmm. And, or Hermes, if you're going to go with the Greek. <laughs> or the planet. Because you don't planet. have to work with the god to work with the planet. Oh, right. We call the, we named these planets after Roman gods for mm-hmm. tradition reasons. Right. Um, there are people who use, I know Paul of Pat and Paul. Right. Arts, Arts and Crafts. Craft. Yep. He uses a lot of the planetary designations and, and mm-hmm. uh, associations in tarot. Yeah. And so that that's something. And also when he is creating his incense. So that's something to look into yeah, as well. Yeah, because different, different plants have different traditional planetary astrological, astrological. associations. Mm-hmm. So when you are creating an incense or a spell bag or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I obviously I gave you a small list, but there's many, many other plants and trees and things that you can use, stones. Yeah, so, so the theory is that you want the elements in an incense or in a bag or whatever Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be either from the same planet or from complementary planets Mm -hmm. because the planets have different like relationships to each other because we don't generally do a lot of planetary magic Mm -mm. um but there's a lot of time involved and i'm really bad at scheduling magic i just sort of do it whenever like the whenever whenever i have the energy because planetary magic involves hours planetary hours Mm -hmm. and it's very very involved in astrology and that's just not something that we jive a lot of like there's math yeah math involves (laughs) there's a lot of math involved i know evo said there wasn't but i don't believe that he he (laughs) 
Evo, Evo presented to us like an alternative angle, like an yeah. art angle yeah, on astrology, which I did appreciate. Yeah. But like, if you want to use it in the traditional way, there is a lot, a lot of math. A lot of math. A lot of math. Yeah. So that's why we don't generally do like... I don't do my work because with... you guys suck at math. That's oh, true. just atrocious! Yeah. Yeah. Very, very yeah. much so. If I tried to do astrological magic, oh god, and I got the math wrong, yeah, <laughs> which I would, yeah, I so, can't imagine the results would be what I wanted. But what I'm saying for our listeners is, if you know astrology, planetary magic, working within planetary hours for your spell casting, do some research because you know it is a very powerful form of magic. Right, because planets. Very big. Very big. And so that is something anytime, to keep in you, mind. Anytime you work with a planet, you're tapping into something yeah. something very big and powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or very small and powerful in the case of Mercury. It's still very big compared to, like, a human being <laughs> on the surface of Mercury is still small compared to Mercury. That's, that's true. That's true. It's just small <laughs> compared to Earth. It's just, compact magic. Just yeah. two-thirds bigger than, it would, than you would be on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> but it is but although it is very small it is very very dense yes that's true Finn said a human on Mercury is dead that's true yeah <laughs> accurate so you're dead and small that's right <laughs> appreciate the vastness of the universe motherfuckers oh, there you go oh I think that's my new slogan I love that and another t-shirt yep absolutely <laughs> Do some research. There's a lot of books on planetary magic out there. Or if you just want to work with Mercury mm-hmm. as a deity or whatever, if you or want to. The symbol, the the symbol elements of, of the element of Mercury because of the associations with communication, information, all the stuff we talked about. networking, the underworld. The underworld, all those things. Then go for it. Because I think Mercury sounds pretty cool. And we're going to get around to Pluto eventually, but I think there's a fun sort of correlation between the planet closest mm-hmm. to the sun being associated with taking things to the underworld and the planet farthest from the sun also being associated with the underworld. I just yeah. think that's fun. It is very interesting. Got a nice little, like, synergy here. It, there is. <laughs> and the people in the really wish, I really wish more people are in the vocal, in the vocal yeah. All the, right. The hand motion is going on of the synergy. <laughs> <laughs> wax on, wax on. on. <laughs> Listen, leave me alone. I'm like I'm visualizing planetary movements. That's right. That's right. No, I, I just, uh, I, I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. So we're good. All right. All right. We're, I think we're, we're good. Done. Yep. So you want me to do the outro thing? Yes, please. Go ahead. Google us. There you go. All right. See you. <laughs>